Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Cigar Night with Tristan Tate. So, as you can see, I'm not alone tonight. I'm not by myself. I'm joined by the infamous Rory Sinnott, or some know him, Roron Sinnott. I think I'll go by the name Roron tonight. Roron. Yeah, because I think we're going to have a few Guinnesses, aren't we, Tristan? We, I mean, we are going to have a few Guinnesses. You are Irish. You're the most Irish man I know, even though you've got rid of the accent, but we'll cover how you did that later. Um, as you know... The way Cigar Nights work is I, Tristan Tate, light a cigar up, and you can ask us questions today, not just me. And when you're finished asking us questions, uh, sorry, when my cigar is finished, then you're done asking us questions. But the cigars I'm going to be smoking tonight are a little bit special because, as you know, I typically smoke Cuban cigars. I smoked something a little bit special uh, a few days ago. But for once, I'm going to smoke American cigars. I know what you're thinking, American cigars. These come from the Patriot Cigar Company. And these were actually, see if I can Mr. Producer this a bit. And these were actually a gift from the one and only Roger Stone. So Roger Stone gave these to my lawyer when they did an interview together. And my lawyer brought them over to me. So thank you very much, Mr. Stone. We appreciate your work as always. The Patriot Cigar Company make American cigars, which is completely necessary because even if Cubans are the best in the world, you cannot buy Cubans in the United States. And they all have very cool names. So this one is called a TNT. Some are called MOAB, some are called Sidewinder Missile. They're all named after explosives, which of course is very, very American. So I appreciate my Patriot Cigars. Thanks for the smokes. And you are, guests unofficially. Thank you very much. Sponsoring this evening. So which one's this one called, Tristan? This one is called the TNT. TNT. So. It even has a little fuse down the side, if you look at the way it's Oh, rolled. yeah, I see it, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Let's do it. Oh, it's pretty cool. All the super chats you sent tonight, I'm more likely to see the super chats that are bigger. As you know, I'm rich and I do not need your money. All the super chats are going to go to Tate Pledge, which is the charity that me and Andrew run that feeds hungry children all across the world in war-torn countries mainly. Um, the I am going to cover what happened today with my case because I know a lot of people are going to waste money sending me super chats and spamming about it in the chat. So I will explain what happened in my case. What you have to understand is, up until this moment, every time I've been to court, no judge has considered the evidence that's been collected and whether or not I'm guilty of any crime. The judges were simply making decisions on whether or not me being free or me being in a measure of arrest could compromise the case or compromise the investigation, which is why I was held so long. I think I know the motives behind it, but I won't discuss those right here. They filed charges 13 days ago. That means they put the evidence that they want to prove that I'm a human trafficker forward. Three judges have seen that evidence now. Two judges could not agree on what to do with me. One of them said, release these men immediately. This is obviously never going to be a conviction. Uh, if a judge first sees at the appeal court and wants to release you, that means that he knows that it's not a very strong case. Another judge wanted to hold me in house arrest, so we had to call in another judge to tiebreaker. I was at court twice today, and the judge who said, let these men go, lost uh, two to one. So here I still am on house arrest. But it is a very good sign and very promising that the moment the file is put together and the moment the evidence is organized in a way that judges can look at it, uh, a very respectable judge in Romania says, let these men out of their house. Uh, almost unprecedented. And my lawyers never see this happen in all of their uh, years practicing. So that is a very, very good sign. 
So that's what happened with my case today. So I'm still under house arrest. As you can see, they cannot break my spirit. They cannot break my iron mind. I'm perfectly happy and I'm perfectly fine as always. It's one of the reasons I thought I'd do this cigar night. I almost canceled because I only slept one hour last night. But I thought if I cancel, people are going to think I'm sad. And as a hero to many young men and I'm preaching stoicism and being tough in difficult situations, I can't have anyone thinking I'm sad because I am pretty happy apart from the fact that Rory's here. Well, I mean, I don't want to say to that really, but yeah. Uh, Tristan frustrates me how unbothered he really is. Why? I, I don't know. It's frustrating because I know a lot of people around you that really care and you care less than anyone I know. Yeah, but it's, it's inevitable. It's part of God's plan. What does caring if I go back to jail or not mean? Like, what is it going to do? What is it going to help? I guess. I guess when you put it like that, it's, it, that's a good logic, I guess. So I've been collecting questions on Twitter and on... Can you pass me the layer? On Twitter over the last few days. And people have a few questions because I said I was going to be joined by a friend. We're going to start with the boring ones. Okay. Why are you friends with the Tates? Why am I friends with the Tates? Jeez. Well... <laughs> well, we're throwing it back a few years now. I think 17 years ago, I met Andrew. First, I met Andrew. I think me and Andrew had a debate on the platform Bebo, which a lot of viewers won't even know what that is anymore. Jesus, Bebo. Do you remember Bebo? Yeah, I remember yeah. Bebo, but our so, younger viewers will not know what that is. No, exactly. So me and Andrew had a debate on Bebo. Andrew come and picked me up. We went to the gym. We, uh, we, we sparred a few rounds, and then we got talking, and then he said, you know what? come and meet my brother. So I went to their apartment in a town called Hitchin. Hitchin, nice apartment. And when I got there, uh, I met Tristan. Well, I didn't actually meet Tristan straight away. Uh, are you actually going to say this? I d am I allowed to say it? I mean, no, I'm going to say it. <sighs> Fine. Tristan was having a foursome when I walked into the apartment, and all I could hear was... One, it was with three women in me. Two, that was in the past. Look, in my 20s, I was a bit of a womanizer. I've talked about it lots and lots of times on stream. I've cleaned up my act. I'm a changed man. So uh, I was, what, 22 at the you time? You younger than that, bro. 20. I think you were 20. 19. Anyway, the yeah. point is, it was a long time ago, so don't judge me. But yes, I remember you came into the house, and then you said, you want to meet Rory? And I had a bunch of women in my bed, so I couldn't. So yeah, go, moving forward. Anyway, that was finished. Tristan came out of his room, come and met me in the living room. And then we, yeah, we, we started talking, decided... You know, we had very similar senses of humor. We made each other laugh. And I thought, all right, these guys are pretty cool. They're different to anyone I know. And with that, um, you know, we, we just hit it off from there, really. And I remember, I think it was like a week later, I got kicked out of my house. And I don't know why. I think my dad kicked me out. I don't know why. because I, I, I don't blame him. You always, every time you got kicked out of your dad's house, you deserved it. I was an angel. You were not an angel. Uh, if you were my son, I would have kicked you out twice as much as they kicked you I out. I was an angel. And that's, you know, whatever. All right. all right, do you know what? I wasn't an angel. Maybe I was a bit naughty. So dad kicked me out. I deserve out. kicking out. And yeah, Tristan said, oh, come, you know, come to sleep on our couch. So yeah, I, I think we became friends from moving me in. And, and here he out. still is, 17 years later. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. He hasn't been here this whole time. Uh, I thought this was a very interesting question because people know that you'd friends would be gone. Have you ever, uh, my friend would be on. Have you ever met Andrew and Tate's father? And what was he like? Wow. It's a very good question. I, I was lucky enough to meet Emery Tate uh, a handful of times. Uh, I think I met him a couple of times when he came to visit in England. Uh, when I think he came to watch Andrew fight once. And, and yeah. then I had a few conversations with Emery. And I'll be honest, every conversation I had with that man, my mind was blown just due to the pure vocab that the man possessed. Uh, 
you know, he'd twist you up with his words. He had some great stories, some great life stories, you know, and he was a very interesting, articulate man. And I genuinely believe a lot of the traits that Andrew and Tristan have come from Emery. Um, but yeah, he, he, he was a, he was actually a very kind man. And me and Emery, we had a good laugh. So. That's very interesting because I remember him telling me he hates you. Well, <laughs> I mean, he never I'm just told me saying. That. He never told me that. Oh, okay, fine. He, he must have hit it well. Yeah, cool, cool. No, he, he hit it very well. He hit it very well. If you have any questions for Rory, by the way, hit me up in the super chats. You're asking me the same sort of business advice as you always do. Fire but away, I, fire away. But I'm ready. I, but I am going to get to one of these two. Well, one or two of these. Here's a question I get quite a lot. And he says, hey, what are your thoughts on burning boats? I just turned 27. I'm considering quitting my job and moving to a cheaper country to focus on this, to focus on that. I don't know, man. Burning boats. Burning boats. It's from when Hernan Cortez invaded South America. He made his troops light his ships on fire on the beach so he couldn't sail away right. to make sure that they're guaranteed to win fighting. It's a saying. Okay. Like, leave everything behind and start again. Um, that doesn't sound like burning boats to me. Quitting your job to move to some cheap country just sounds like trying to be some sort of digital mo no bad internet uh, freelancing bum. Uh, burning boats would be more like you've got you actually need boats. Making two grand a month is not a boat, bro. Like you need to be making four, five, six grand a month in a steady job, and then you have to have a business opportunity that's going to mean you can't take the job. And I always advise people to burn boats in that situation. I really do. I advise people to take the leap, do something more difficult, do something that could pay off in a much bigger way rather than live in regret. But with your situation, it sounds like you're talking about just giving up your normal job to go and be a bum in South America or something, which is not burning boats at all. So young man, I absolutely advise you to do that. But in your case, uh, it's a little bit strange. Rory, what are your opinions? Don't start this game with me. Not live online. What are your opinions on false False allegations. Someone said, are false allegations worse than the crime itself? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, I've, I've known that these allegations have been false from day one. I mean, I only actually joined... Not my allegations. Uh, false let's, allegations let's in general. This. False allegations Let's talk in about general. false allegations. Right. Some guy, not me, okay. falsely accused of rape in, yep. in America. Yep. Are false allegations worse than the crime itself? Absolutely. And I believe that anyone that makes false allegations, if they're found to be guilty, should serve the time that the you know the accused would get if they were found guilty absolutely if they were found guilty yeah. of lying if they were found guilty of lying they should get jail absolutely i have a slightly different opinion on this okay because people love to nitpick questions so yeah. i like to dive into the question and give a bit more of an in-depth answer no being falsely accused is not as bad as having the crime actually done to you but the effects and the after effects of being falsely accused can be much worse. So I'll give you an example. Sticks and stones can, can break my bones. If I was walking through the world, so it's a Tristan, you're a rapist. And just someone was calling me a rapist. I wouldn't give a shit. They're wrong. I'm not a rapist. Being called a name isn't as bad as being raped. So uh, being falsely accused of something or named something isn't actually technically as, as, uh, as terrible. But, 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 and here's the question. And I'm not saying... That being falsely imprisoned is worse than being raped. And I'm not saying that being raped is being worse than being falsely imprisoned. But if you would ask people, you know, would you rather do 13 years in jail or be sexually assaulted? A lot of people would pick jail and a lot of people would pick sexually assaulted. So the fallout 
from being falsely accused can actually be a lot more violent and a lot more damaging to people's lives. I also think it affects a lot of people around them as well. So I think the effect that it has on people around them can, can be massive. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, you don't wear shorts around me anymore and since you're hurt, I'm a human trafficker. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, Rory, I'm not going to attack you. Don't worry. Ah, <laughs> uh, I need to move this mouse every once in a while. That's that's my job, actually. I'll move the mouse every once in a while. Mr. Producer, yeah. don't worry, I fixed I'm it. I'm not the mouse mover. I thought it was broken for a while. I'm the pint drinker. You're not the pint drinker. Well, my pint's empty, bro. Would you rather give up fame or money? Question for Rory. But <laughs> 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 oh, I'd rather give up fame or money. I'd rather give up fame than money. I mean, fame, fame come with a lot of hassle, I reckon. Like as you can see. <laughs> I think if you were famous and broke, it would suck. Mm. I actually really sympathize for people because I hear um. Okay, I've got money, and I'm quite well-known. I don't brag that I'm famous. Andrew's famous. And everyone's like, oh, you're not the famous one. You're the less famous brother. I know. It's cool. I'm fine about it. Chill out. But I actually feel really bad for people who are famous and have nothing to show for it. Do you remember, like, um, when having a big X Factor audition would get you super famous? Yeah. Like, what happened to those people five years ago that blew up, got... 3 million followers on Instagram. Everyone knows who they are. They had one hit song. The song didn't make much money, and then their music career faded, and now they have no money. What do they do? Because they've still got to fly economy, shop at supermarkets. Mustn't that be super annoying? Yeah. Super I, annoying when you're when you're famous, but you haven't got any money, you haven't got anything to show I for I think it. a lot of famous for Moose. I think things like the X Factor and things like that, they didn't even get the money they deserved for their talents. I think the production took most of their money anyway. Yeah, true. So, you know, it's... I felt a bit sorry for them guys because they actually deserved a lot more than what they actually ended up with in the end. True. And I would rather give up fame Ooh. than money because yeah. money makes the world go round. And if you say it doesn't, then you're lying. No, money so. makes your life easy. Uh, a little it, bit. It, until, in times of... Until they start trying to throw you in jail. <laughs> <laughs> until you start getting accused of being a human trafficker. Jesus Christ. So we are famously from the town of... Luton. Rubbish town. Absolutely rubbish. I love to represent my Lutonian people. I love to tell the young men in Luton that you can do better and you can escape that place, but I'm not going to say there's anything good about Luton. I'm going to stop you there, Tristan, because Go I ahead. think there is a lot of great people in Luton. I know a lot of great people in Luton. I, I didn't that, say there aren't great people. But there is also a lot of shit people in Luton. True. So it's like you. Know, you. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, it, it's it's one of them things. I think Luton's gone down the pan in the last 10, 15 years. It's, gone, it's got really bad. But, True. you know, in terms of growing up in Luton in the 90s, it wasn't a bad upbringing, you know. But I think in in the 2000s, it, it you know, knife crime rose. We had, you know, much more burglaries. I think poverty was a, a lot higher. And it became a bit of a shit show. And also, the, also, I feel like the internet destroys poor communities a little bit because... Like, if you're from a really rich community, say you're in, uh, you live on Lake Como in Italy, all the houses are 15, 20 million dollars plus. Everyone's got a nice fancy car. There are cool bars, cafes everywhere. Everyone gets in their cars, drives around, meets each other. I feel like the internet is so entertaining compared to anything else when you're completely flat broke. That nightlife has died. No one goes out anymore. Yep. No one wants to socialize. No one goes down to the pub. Yeah. We got some good pub stories from back in the day. We got some great pub stories. I think we're, we're going to cover them, aren't we? All right. Half of our pub stories can't be told. But we're not going to tell all of them. No, I know. But <laughs> I just want the people at home to know that the stories I tell you of this man in the pub are the ones that we deemed tame enough for my young, impressionable viewers to listen to. 
We were young and wild, Tristan. A little bit. You know, we were young and disciplined, but in between boxing matches, we went a bit crazy. Oh, in, yeah, in between training, yeah. 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 We, we definitely enjoyed our breaks from training, put it that way. A bit much. Yeah, too much. Uh-huh. In terms of drinking, Jesus. You know what is famously from Luton, though? And I'd like to actually ask your opinion on this, because I've never brought them up. Andrew's mentioned him before a few times. I met, the first time I met Tommy Robinson, formerly of the EDL, it was because he was at the pub with you, the park in Park Street. Park Street. That's the, the first time the I park. ever. That's first time student. I, that was a student. First park. time I ever met Tommy Robinson. He was at the pub with you, so I don't know who knows what about Tommy Robinson, but I just want to ask, as a half black man whose brother is a Muslim, why were you hanging around with Tommy Robinson? And give your fair, honest no, opinion, because I'm going to give my opinion I on knew, him afterwards. I knew, I knew, I knew Tommy. I knew Tommy growing up. I knew Tommy before the EDL was even formed, and you know, like. It was it was it was just one of the things like a lot of people were looting from different areas knew each other and you know you're part of different groups that were integrating with each other anyway and yeah I just, I just knew him I think you know my family knew his family it was it wasn't really a I th- I think Tommy Robinson and I I'm glad that we're not on you know fucking CuckTube or some other streaming platform Rumble is the best because you can actually freely talk about ideas I think Tommy Robinson is largely misunderstood and I'm going to break it down in a few simple sentences and I don't care who gets offended. Because I obviously am now that the world's gone insane and the LGBTQ agenda is all that people stand for anymore. I'm pro the Islamization of Western Europe because I think that's the only way to save it, to be honest. I don't think Christians are standing up enough. I like living in the Christian Eastern Europe. But so I'm me and Tommy Robinson have ideals that oppose one another. However, however, even as a mixed race person, I'll say this. If you are an Indian from Gujarat, and you are a Hindu, and you say, I don't want the Gujarati Hindus of my area of India to be replaced with, say, white people, which they did, you know, the British Empire tried to establish, and, you know, um, or black people or Chinese people. I want Gujarat to be India, and I want it to be Hindu. I think that's a very healthy view, and everyone listening would actually would actually agree with this. Even the super left wing liberals, if you're from say the blackest country in the world, the Gambia, and you say I want the Gambia to be filled with black people, I don't want the black people in the Gambia in our cities to be outnumbered by white people or Chinese people or Mm -hmm. South American people. Again, that's a very fair view that everyone, including on the left and right, will agree with. And I do think, even as a half black man myself that it is very unfair when people from western white countries say something similar to immediately attack them when people say i'm from stockholm sweden i'm a swedish man i think the people in stockholm sweden should be swedish people it's immediately you're a racist you're a racist you're a racist yeah. Yeah. but in every other country it's completely fine i mean if you want to t- i mean countries like thailand white people aren't allowed to own property you have to have it owned at least 51% by a Thai person. They have laws in place to make sure their See, people their yeah. people are in charge of their assets. But no one calls Thailand a racist country. China, forget about it. If you're not Chinese, you can't do anything. Um, Russia, again, if you're not Russian, there's not too much you can do. They will discriminate you against you for being a foreigner. So in Tommy's defense, I will say this. I don't think there's any wrong, anything wrong with a British man saying... This is England. I want it to be British. I think that's a very natural mindset. 
Uh, there's nothing have. wrong with having British values, if you and the, and there's nothing and there's nothing wrong with with being patriotic in that way. But if people want to call me racist, they can, of course, if they like. I think everybody should be six foot four and half black. Myself, my for my own nation. Talismanistan. Talismanistan's not a place, Tristan. It could be. It, where would it be? I don't know. I could just buy a bunch of land, make my own country. Everyone has to be mixed race. Sorry. Irishman. So I'm banned. From You're not. Country. You would I'm be banned. From you country. would be super banned. Okay. So no Irish. Okay. Well. Speaking of which, I'd like to tell an Irish joke. <laughs> no, I'm not. No. I'm not telling Irish jokes. Okay. I'm not telling Irish jokes. Yeah, we know I'm, a few. I'm not going to get there. But we do like to tell Irish jokes. I'm a quarter Irish myself. Don't worry. Where's your granddad from, Tristan? He is from Limerick, which is proper Ireland, not England, as some Northern Irish people call themselves well, Irish. Well, yes. I mean, I, I never knew your granddad, but I know that you come from uh, good Irish stock. You know? What do you mean you didn't know Douglas? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't your, know Douglas Ashley. What's your granddad's favorite song, Tristan? Uh, like a rhinestone cowboy. And did he, he used to sing it when he came home from work drunk? Uh, no, from work drunk. He barely worked. He came <laughs> home from the pub drunk. And let's not uh, go into any more detail than that. But my grandfather was a boozer. He liked to drink or two. As did most of your Irish ancestors, but we won't get into them either. We definitely won't get into them. Hey, Tristan, good work. Stay safe. Stay strong. Don't worry, I'm strong. Rob from Massachusetts. Don't worry, I'm strong. I can't be broken. They could keep me in jail for 100 years. I'll stream to you guys smiling every single day. Don't worry about it. So I'm going to finish my Guinness, and you are going to talk about what your impressions of Romania are, because I have lots of Romanian fans who listen to me. My impressions of Romania? Jeez. Well, I'll be honest. I think um, before I ever came to Romania, I had this very... I had an opinion. I had to, well, I had a belief that I was going to come to a place that was run down, that was full of gypsies, and you know it was a, like a failed society. But when I when I got to Romania, I, I realized, shit, there's there's actually you know a real. I, I didn't believe when I went to Bucharest the amount of supercars and money that was actually in Romania. Yeah. But honestly, I, I had a real image of a rundown place. And I think that was due to a lot of ignorance, I'll be honest, and a lot of people giving me bad, you know, bad opinions on it because of the influx of gypsies in England. Oh, the, Ir the Irishman from Luton talking shit about Romania. <laughs> That'll no, be the day. I'll be honest. I've, I've traveled a lot in Romania. I've been to several cities. Um, I've traveled. I've, I've driven. I've been lucky enough to drive supercars on the Transalpino with Andrew. And some of the views and the scenery in Romania is absolutely stunning. Like, yeah, right. I've never seen nothing like it. When I got to the top of the Transalpina, yep. and when I went to Brasov into the mountains, and you know, you see some of the views, it's breathtaking. And you know, my Romanian fans are going to chop this all up and put it all over TikTok because Romanians. I, I have a I have a large Romanian fan base. Romanian people imagine. love me. I can imagine. And Good you have to understand the traditional, you know, man, woman, have have a family, old school traditional views. That 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 resonates well in Romania. I think Romania is not my enemy. I also think that, you know, the people of Romania, every Romanian that I've met has been a, a really good person. And maybe I've been very lucky, but you know, also the women are stunning compared to oh, I wouldn't know anything about that, you know well, me. Well, just, you know me, I like to keep my well, head yeah. and eyes straightforward and concentrate on work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But no, I, I'll be honest, I, I, I had a a bit of an ignorant view before I came to Romania, and I came here and I was completely startled because, yeah, I think some of the scenery in Romania is absolutely stunning. I think, that, you know, Eastern European women, absolutely beautiful, and I'd, I'd think that the, you know, the culture, just, just yeah, just the, the culture, culture in itself, the, the, is, yeah. It, yeah, and there's there's no crime compared to Western Europe. I find that there's absolutely no crime compared to what there is at home as well. 
So it's, yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed with Romania, if I'm honest. Certainly see no crime around me. Well, I, I mean, I lived here for, for a long time. I had yeah. no problems with Well, Romania. that's because you were human trafficked. You didn't realize. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, I was it's all, it's all, Yeah, it's all brainwashing. I was brainwashed. I didn't, speaking speaking yeah. of women, I'd actually, I actually want to give a bit of a rant, which annoys me. I'm going to zoom into my face here while we do this. There's Rory Poirier's Guinness. Guinness from a can is nowhere near as good from it is Guinness a, as from a pump. You're right. You know? So I want to have a go at people who follow me on Twitter. I wrote this down because I said, hey, guys, ask me questions. And a girl who follows me is a, let's call her an e-girl or an internet model. Now, I have said a hundred times, men, do not take drugs. Do not watch porn. Do not do these things. They're bad for you. I've preached this a million times. Um, one second. Ah, the police are here for me to sign my signature. It's all right. I'm going to have to go for a second. I've said these things a million. I've said these things a million times. But what that doesn't mean, young fans of mine, is when a girl who happens to be some sort of e-model comments on one of my posts asking a normal question, that you all fucking attack her and insult her. Do you know how bad that is just for me and Andrew's reputation? I mean, it's not even that I care about my reputation so much, but people who dislike me will see you disrespecting people. You know, if someone comments something on my post and you say, oh, this guy's a fat guy, this guy's a hoe, this guy's an internet prostitute, just ignore them or be polite. But just because I tell young men not to watch porn does not mean attack any woman who wears a bikini who's on my feed asking any question. I think it's very juvenile and you shouldn't be doing that. So I actually want to bring that up because people were attacking some chick who posted I missed, a photo. I missed I something that I wanted to say about Romania, actually. Go on. So what I also didn't know about Romania is the nightlife is awesome. In fact, is awesome. Uh, we've had better it, nights down the pub. No, I'm going to leave you for a minute because I've got to go sign my signature with the police. Yeah, that's fine. So you can that's talk fine. about Romanian nightlife and yeah. American cigars. Yeah. If you get arrested, goodbye forever. All right. Goodbye forever. Yeah. No, what, what I will say is the nightlife in Romania is absolutely amazing. I didn't realize the, the club culture in Bucharest and compared to the West or like places like London, I couldn't. I was. I was mesmerized by the, the, you know, how modern the nightclubs are. How how big the club culture is. There are people out every night of the week. Yeah, there was a dancer you liked, but I won't tell that story. We definitely won't get into that. We won't get into that. So, I I, I couldn't believe it. It was like a Tuesday night, and it was like a Friday night out in London. I was abs. I was, you know, and I like a drink. And I, you know, really, <laughs> you know. So every night I could go out any night, and I knew it would be busy. So I knew I was always going to have a good time in Romania. Yeah, so speaking of liking a drink, because we've had some fun nights down the pub as well. Let's not start necking these because we haven't got enough in the in the bucket. So you didn't buy the whole pot yet. There's more in the house. I'm not walking back into the house. Okay. Ah, delicious. I've got a story to tell story? about Rory. You could tell the Caesar's thumb story about me later and the times I've applied it, but I'm going to tell a story about Rory in the pub. You know, I'm scared. Sometimes. People can do stupid things, but if they're well-intentioned, you can't get mad at them. It's like, you know, when a, if, if a child... I'm comparing drunk Rory to a child. I don't know where this is going, because oh. he's got so many stories. But oh, I'm no, actually no. kind of low-key worried what he's going to say. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. Let's just do I'm going to let him have it. I'm going to yeah. tell him a Rory story. If a child goes out into your beautiful garden and picks all your roses that you've been growing and gives them to you, you can't really be that mad that he destroyed your garden because he doesn't know any better. So Rory, when he has a drink or two, sometimes doesn't know any better. 
I lose my mind when I've had too much drink. So this is not that's Raw Ron. I'm Rory's a nice guy. Raw Ron's an animal. So yeah, Tristan, I don't. I, I think I know where this story's going now, but I'm going to let you tell it. So I have my first Aston Martin. It's a cheap Aston Martin. I bought it about nine years ago. Me and Andrew shared it. It cost me about £60,000. But in Luton, that was an amazing car at the time. You never sold them. I know exactly where this is going. You know exactly where this is going. So me and my friend Rory, I'm in... uh... I'm in Luton. I decided to pick Rory up for a drink. I don't have a fight coming up. He doesn't have a fight coming up. So we drive our Aston Martin, after I pick him up, to a pub, a local pub called the Leicester Arms, in between Luton and Dunstable. Shout out to the Leicester Arms. If anyone drinks there, they do send a me a mixed grill. Send me a message. Send me a picture on Twitter of you at the Leicester Arms, and I'll send you fifty quid to get pissed with. That is a guarantee from Tristan Tate. Do it on Twitter. So they get down to the Leicester Arms. I get down to the Leicester Arms with my friend Rory, and we decide to have a couple pints of Guinness, as you do. So we walk up to the bar, and I said to the barmaid, "Give me two pints of Guinness." We sit down. We drink the first two in the first few minutes. So then I go over to the barmaid and said, can we just open a tab? They said, nope, no tabs, because it's Luton, isn't it? People run away from tabs. People yeah, who, run away. I know a few people that would do that. Who, you? She saw your face and thought, this guy's a tab runner. So anyway, so I said, look, you see that car outside? That car cost me 60,000 pounds. It's my life savings. Here's the key. And I handed the key over to a short, blonde, skinny waitress. Now, her description is exceptionally important. Because the story evolves from there. So two pints of Guinness go down, three pints go down. They let me open the tab. They knew I had the money to pay it because of the flash car. And me and Roy finished about 15 pints of Guinness each. Now, I have the photo of the 30 pint glasses on the table. I think you're going to tweet that in about an hour. All right. Cool. Tweet, tweet it in tweet a half that, an hour. I'll tweet that photo in an hour. So Rory, as well-intentioned as he is, let, uh, let's, not, let's not start dick measuring. I can drink a bit, but a bit more than you. You could drink well. But I'm the champ. All right. I'm going to hold my hands up and admit that. Yeah. Okay. okay. So so you're more drunk than me. So steaming we, drunk. Steaming drunk. So we walk up to the bar, and I politely ask a chubby, brown-haired, elderly woman, hello, I'd like to pay my tab. Can I have my car key, please? And she looks at me and goes, what car key? Rory, here's what car key. Slams all the glasses onto the floor from the bar and starts screaming, You took his car key! You nicked his car! Give him back his key! I'm like, Rory, chill the fuck out. This is a different person. It took no less, by the way, than 15 seconds for the barmaids to talk and actually hand me the key. So I apologized, tipped heavily, and dragged Rory to the car as he was threatening everyone in the pub, challenging him to fight on the way out. So, but Rory has calmed down now. He was a bit of a liability when I used to. Know I was him. crazy. I was crazy. All my hands up. I was crazy, especially when I was drunk. But Tristan didn't help because he used to consume so much alcohol so fast that he used to turn me into this animal. Oh, it's my fault, is it? Yeah, it's your fault. I mean, if you bring a Rottweiler into a house and the Rottweiler trashes the house, who do you blame? The Rottweiler or the person who Rory, brought it there? You brought yourself into the pub. Every time you invited the me. pub was your idea. It was a Tuesday afternoon. I'm not sure it wasn't your idea. The pub's always so, your idea. Anyway, I went back there the next week to have something to eat because I used to go there quite frequently. And when I turned up, the manager was like, "Oh, sorry, mate, uh, you're banned for life." <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, I don't, I don't blame him. So, yeah. Lester Arms between Luton and Dunstable, I apologize to you. And if you personally send me a Twitter message, I'll buy you 200 new glasses because now I'm rich. Right? What do you think? Of my allegations. I am accused of human trafficking. What are your opinions? My opinions are, which I think everyone knows, I know that it's bullshit. Because I lived here for a while. I've seen 
ladies come and go from this complex as free as birds. And, you know, I think I covered most of this on the James English interview. Mm. And I like James I think a lot of people have seen this in real is what I think of this situation. And Sh- I must say, James English, if you're listening, just want to say hello. I, I think Check James that out if you haven't seen it. Go go to, I hate to give a plug to YouTube, but check out the James English podcast and watch the one with Rory. James English is an amazing guy. Uh, he hit me up straight away because I felt like I needed to say my piece. And I was never online, really, Tristan. I, did I ever try and chase clout from you online when you got famous? No, I didn't. I didn't even have Twitter. No, you didn't. I signed up to Twitter in January when these allegations began. And I just felt like I had to do something because otherwise I, I felt helpless. There was nothing I can do. So with that, I, I made a tweet and it went viral. And next thing, James English hit me up in my inbox. And yeah, that's all she wrote. I went and done a podcast with him. So you covered my allegations. I, I covered the allegations in the James English interview. And James English is still my friend today. And he's a great guy. Nice. So James, if you're listening, hello. I want to clear something up. Yeah, nice. That's what you did there. I want to clear something up. Uh, on the podcast a few days ago, I said that the charges against me or that I ran a gang trying to steal girls' TikTok money, money from TikTok accounts, girls who say that they're not victims. And uh, a few newspapers, of course, like The Sun and some others, got very confused. They're saying, Tristan went on a crazy rant about how his accusations are stealing money from TikTok, but he's actually charged with human trafficking. I just want to make something clear. That is the human trafficking evidence they're using. I want to make this clear. When you think of human trafficking, I'm going to cover what human trafficking is. You assume buying and selling people, moving people across international borders, transporting people, forcing people into sex work, making a profit from people, forcing people into prostitution, pimping. That's what you assume human trafficking is, selling people's organs. I'm telling you, because I was charged with human trafficking and they had to find some evidence the evidence they've collected is the fact that I happily share girls I know who's, who are glad for the help and say I'm innocent. I'll share their videos to make them more popular on social media. But do I not do that with you and Justin and Alex and everyone Absolutely. in this house? Yeah, if you are big on social media, everyone asks you for your help. So they picked some girls I know and said, oh, look, well, Tristan shared their TikTok video two years ago. He must be human trafficking. And that's so I want to make sure that people understand that isn't me dismissing human trafficking saying oh i'm not human trafficking they're saying i'm nicking tiktok money the stealing of the tiktok money is the evidence used against me in the human trafficking case that's it which i think is absolutely insane but you know that kind of shit happens well i mean what what can i they weren't going to find real kidnap people the only person kidnapped here is rory i got a gun on him under the table no it's so i got the laptop in the way to be fair there has been a couple of times where tristan wouldn't let me go home True. <laughs> so if, uh, anyone's, staying, if anyone's the victim here, guys, it's me. Uh, so, you're staying for another drink. Well, We've just given them all the evidence they need to convict me. <laughs> I'm a brainwashed Oh, victim. no, I'm leaving. I've had too much to drink. You will stay and you will fucking drink. So speaking of Irish accents, why? Because someone asked me this, and I thought I'd ask you this because I'm from Luton. You're from Luton. Why don't we sound like we're from Luton? I sound like I'm from Luton. I'm from Luton. A little bit, but okay. not as you're not as pikey as you should be okay well look my my family are irish my dad's side's from dublin my mum's side's from her dad's from roscommon her mum's from Dromore. you know so i'm i was brought up in an irish background with an irish family there are a lot of people in luton who are from irish backgrounds luton uh, had a huge factory called Vauxhall that used to build cars and in the 60s a lot of people came from Ireland for to work in Vauxhall. Including my grandfather. Including your grandfather, including including my family too. So, you know, there was a massive influx of people into Luton because Luton has an airport. 
And yeah, so with that, there's a lot of Irish communities in Luton. And I'd say, you know, most of the people I went to school with came from an Irish background. I know a lot of a lot of people from Luton who consider themselves Irish with English accents. You know, a lot of people call them plastic paddies, but you know, I, I know I'm Irish. I mean, if a cow's born in a stable, it doesn't make it a horse, does it? You know, I guess not. I guess not. I've got a good super chat here that I want to read out. Christy seven seven seven. Single mom here, 36 years old. I have four teenage boys, devout Christian, same dad for all five kids. I'm a member of the real world. Any advice on raising boys to be real men? Get your boys down a fight gym. That's one of the reasons me and you are friends. It's one of the reasons that me and Nigel are friends. It's one of the reasons that me and most of my friends are friends. Dale, I've got a bunch of friends I knew from the fight gym. I feel like men need camaraderie and men need, you know, Men that they can I need to know that if I'm in a, in a position where I need my friend to fight, he's ready and he can fight. Because that's the real world. The real world is dangerous. And you're very lucky to have four teenage boys. Um, I think that's absolutely awesome. But yeah, send them to a fight gym together. Let them motivate each other. Let them push each other. Let them get beaten up by the other guys in the gym until they raise their standards and especially, raise their level. Especially if you're from a town yeah. that's rough as Luton. Exactly. Every weekend, you, you, you know, you could get into a fight any, in any minute. So you need you need that kind of... Yeah. group around you that you know we're going to have you back i think that's very important yeah. i think that's very important growing up and also christy also christy you're a single mother of five kids you you sent me a 50 dollars super chat if you copy and paste this message and dm it to me on twitter so i could check it's exactly the same punctuation for punctuation so no scammers get me i'm going to send you your 50 dollars back also what i do want to say use is, it for your boys first fight lessons i've copy and pasted that message so copy and paste it directly to my twitter so i know it's you 100 percent verified because i've got the dots and stuff you put in here i'll send you your money back yeah i don't i don't well you know take pledge doesn't need your that's 50 dollars nice. that badly you're trying to raise a bunch of kids and god bless you you're doing a great thing that's very nice tristan what i will say is important too is not only having boys that have your back in terms of physical sense but we we used to scrape our money together to go on nights out tristan and I think, well, I'm on house arrest and here you are at my house. Yeah, I know, but I've got the... You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, when we used to go out on nights out, yeah. you know, we all used to make sure sometimes I wouldn't have money, Tristan, and Andrew would say, don't worry, Rory, I've got you tonight. Yeah. You know, if I wanted to go somewhere... And, and sometimes you'd nick your dad's credit card. That, that, well, Dave, actually, he no. did do there, that. There, there is I'm a, sorry, Dave. Why did you have to grasp me up? Because, look, it's been 11 years. He can't be that mad. No, nah, he wouldn't be mad now. I think he'd laugh now, but at the time, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I, I, I took my dad's credit card to Northampton once and went a bit crazy with it. It was a bit nuts. You me, know what? Me and Andrew were kings. I'm going to give an honorably, an honorable shout out to Dave Sinnott right now because I still use his name quite often. So I haven't said it in a while because Andrew stopped becoming my drinking partner. But when you used to steal Dave's credit card, you used to we used to go to the bar and just order mad rounds of drinks. Six oh. Jager bombs, three vodka and Cokes, two bottles of wine, oh, six king. pints. And then we used to get all the drinks and shout, I'm Dave Sinnott. I'm Dave Sinnott. Yeah. I've been doing that. To this day, well, you still because, because now I'm super round, yeah. rich, yeah. I'll literally buy 20 bottles of champagne come over with a bunch of other crap, and I'll say yeah. I'm Dave Sinnott. That's and true. So it's still a joke that I use to this very day. Dave's a great man. Dave well, is a great I, man. I love Dave to bits. He's a great man. One Dave of the best men in the world. Dave is a great man. The apple's fallen far from the tree. <laughs> <laughs> far, far, far from the tree. But it's strange, though, because my mum's also a great lady, too. And mum, if you're listening, I love you, too. So... You know, yeah, Rory's but, mom, if you're listening, I love you too. <laughs> I like you too. Yeah, I was, yeah, no mom jokes. We don't no, do that. We no, don't we do this here. Speaking of which, I got a question about some YouTubers. I'm actually not going to say their names because they're not as famous as me and they're dorks who, who talk shit about me all the time. So, what do you think of open marriages and open relationships? I, I mean, I could cover it briefly. What do you think? 
You got a wife and you let your wife get banged by other dudes. No. Now, yeah, no, now people listening will know who I'm talking about. And the chat's probably going to start spamming his name in a minute. But there's a few people that this is, is, is um, true to, I guess. Bro, I, I just don't get men like that. I couldn't have a man look at my wife. That's not how men should be. That's no, not. It's not. No, it, um, if you're going to engage in degenerate behavior, like sharing a woman in any way, shape, or form, marriage isn't for you. Being a man probably isn't for you. Why get married if you're going to do that as well? Like, it's just, to be honest, the thought of that sends shivers down my spine. Because, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I don't listen. I don't know what goes through people's minds who are like that. But I could never be programmed like that. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I think it's very, very stupid. Um, I'm going to make a quick mention to, because uh, a lot of people here are asking about the real world. Everyone at this point knows what the real world is. The real world is an online university. We have 18 different modern wealth creation methods with professors teaching you every single one of them. Um, all my professors are, all the professors inside of the real world are, are verified millionaires. And what they do is they teach you their method of wealth creation. So it cuts out the middleman of going to university. You're learning directly from the rich and successful. But there is a new campus added to the real world very recently. We have a health, fitness, and mindset side of the campus and if you've seen my latest post on twitter i think i retweeted a man named alex stanchu recently he's a very fit guy standing in the middle of me and justin who are sadly gigantic so alex is a weapon bro. alex is a weapon so alex is the health and fitness guru mastermind so before you go online and subscribe to any i don't know health and fitness courses health and fitness this and that the same guy i hire to train me to rehabilitate my shoulder after the injury, to do my acupuncture, to do my nutrition. The same guy who I hire as a man as rich as I am is available at your fingertips inside of the real world. So I've been here for 12 days and I must say the advice that I've had of Alex and the, you know, I've had a few fitness sessions with Alex. They've yeah. been absolutely unreal. And I'd recommend him to absolutely anyone. Yeah. Really, so really well. I'm not just saying that. So if you want to fight, you go to Amir. If you want to get fit, you go to Alex. It's yeah. Crazy. So I'm going to, I'm going to post his Twitter inside the chat i'm going to spam it a little bit so follow him join the real world on his page you could find him at alex alex sta official so he's Twitter. now a professor in the real world he is a professor of the real world for Jeez. health fitness nutrition and all the things that i like and all the things that can i just say everyone needs can i just say i've seen so many young men absolutely smashing it in the real world yeah i know i really have i and, know and do you know what I, think I wish we had something like that when we were younger. I was, I was literally about to Instead say... Instead of getting drunk had, in the pub. If we had had that when we were 17 and we weren't running around looting, you know, you know getting in fights and drinking pints. Today, I'd be rich. Not, today, um, you'd have a bit of money. I wouldn't to... be under house arrest. <laughs> Fucking hell, crazy. Um, There's a question to me that I'm going to answer very briefly. If I could leave Romania, would I? Well, first of all, you have to understand this. I could leave Romania. I mean, not, I guess, right now I'm under house arrest. But theoretically, a man of my income and the way that I make my money completely legally through uh, normal apps and businesses, etc. I could live anywhere on the, in the world that I wanted. But Romania has become a home to me. I have a deep affiliation with the Romanian people. I do not hold the Romanian people or even the Romanian judicial service uh, in any way responsible for what has happened to me. I know the justice will be done in the end. I know the people of Romania have my back. I appreciate all the fan mail. I appreciate all the love. And Romania este tsara mea. Tristan, how, do you, know, how do you know to speak Romanian? So I don't know how you pick up languages. It's stupid. I don't speak Romanian. You know, like I barely speak English. <laughs> so yeah, so I don't know. I don't know how you pick up languages so fast. I think you get that from your dad as well, because he was a, he was a linguist, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, true. But I'm still I'm still working on my Irish. I'm still. Working on, you want to hear an Irish joke? All right, I'll tell one Irish joke. All right, Tristan, tell us an Irish joke. An Englishman, an Irishman, and a Scotsman 
are descending the steps to heaven. God puts out a thousand steps ahead of them and says, I'm going to tell you a joke every fifth step. And if you laugh, you get flushed permanently to hell. But if you make it all the way up to the top without laughing, you get to come into heaven. Englishman, you go first. The Englishman was sharp and witty, started ascending the steps. And on step 65, he started laughing. God threw him right to hell. The Scotsman says, I'll go next. Starts walking up the stairs, gets to step 385. And he starts laughing at God's jokes. God takes the Scotsman and throws him right into hell. The Irishman starts walking up the steps confidently. Stops every five step, every fifth step. Here's the joke that God tells him. Doesn't laugh. He gets up to step 999. And he starts bursting out laughing. And God says, you're on step 999. What did... What are you laughing for? I haven't even said the last joke. This, the Irishman replies, I just got the first one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. Tristan has all these classic Irish jokes just to take the piss out of me. I have a very eclectic group of friends. I have redneck friends, black friends, Pakistani friends, Indian friends. I have Jewish friends, Christian friends, Muslim friends, Hindu friends. I have friends from China, friends from Japan, friends from South America. It's fun to laugh at each other, but the Irish jokes always go down well. No one calls you racist for making fun of the Irish, which I think is very sad. Do you know because what? Although I, I'm quarter Irish myself, so I can... I also yeah. know a lot of people from different nationalities. So I can use the P word with the hard Y. Paddy <laughs> bastard. No, but I've, listen, it, I know a lot of people who are living from different nationalities and different cultures. And of course we do. all used to grow up taking the piss out of each other. Yeah. And it was never, ever in bad blood. You know, I was called the Paddy bastard. You know, I'd... And I'm you not gonna still are. Yeah, and I'm not gonna go into racial slurs, but you know that's how we used to joke, and that was our friendship. And we still speak to. I'm, I have friends from different cultures to this day. Yeah, that I've been friends with for over twenty years, and we still take the piss out of each other for our own cultures. The realest meme I've ever seen is a meme of uh, two women talking to each other's face, saying, "Oh, you're so beautiful, you're so lovely," and then it says, "Women behind each other's backs." She's a bitch. She's a whore. She's this. She's that. Then it said, "Men to each other's faces." Oh, you're a prick, you're a piece of shit, you're a dickhead, you're a dork, you're a loser. Men behind each other's backs, he's a real good guy. So yeah, I typically, you know, that is how men deal with each other. So don't get, I don't want to be reported for racism for saying Irish jokes against Rory. I'm caught Irish myself. I don't take it personally at all because I know Tristan is one is... Oh, I got a lower one there. You're part Irish for a start. Oh, I got a better one. Oh my God, here we go. Right, who wants it? Who wants another Irish joke? <laughs> Span Y's if you want to hear another Irish joke. Span N's if you want me to stop with the Irish jokes. Because I've got plenty of Irish jokes. Y's or N's? Yeah, Y's or N's? Yeses or no's? I'm ready to span. I'm ready to tell Irish jokes all night. Spam. Okay, the Y's are coming. Ha ha ha. All right, so you lot like him laughing at my expense, yeah? All right, I guess. I well, get this, it. This is Rumble. It's not going to ban me for hate speech for telling Irish jokes. All right, here's a good one. Here's a good one. An Englishman, an Irishman, and a Scotsman are all in a pub in the United States. And the pub is terrible. <coughs> None of them like it. The Englishman starts and says, well, this pub is absolutely terrible. Back in London, my landlord will give you a fifth drink for free every time you buy the fourth drink. The Scotsman says, no, Englishman, that's nothing. Back in my hometown, <laughs> I can't do a Scottish accent. The landlord will give you the second drink free every time you buy the first. That is the worst Scottish accent I've heard in my life. But all right, carry on. Sorry, James English. Yeah. And the Irishman says, ah, that's nothing at all. In my hometown, when you go into the pub, they give you a drink on the house. And then another. And then, and then another. another. <laughs> and then another ten. And after you had enough drinks, they take you upstairs to a private room and they make sure you have a little bit of fun, if you know what I'm saying. 
an Englishman and a Scot, all free of charge. An Englishman and a Scotsman look at him with incredulously and say, no, Irishman, that can't be true. Has that ever actually happened to you? And Paddy says, oh, no, not to me, but it's happened to my sister many times. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Do you know what? I actually miss the Irish pubs in Luton. Mm. Because Luton used to have loads of Irish pubs and the pub culture died. And the pub culture in Luton, in terms of Irish pubs, was unreal. St. Patrick's Day in Luton used to be an absolute spectacle. They used to have this place called Irish Square. And now there's a medical centre where it was. And it used to be around uh, the buildings my dad owned, the Hardware Cafe. He doesn't own them anymore. But, yeah, the, the Irish pubs around there on St. Patrick's Day, people used to keep their kids off school. They'd be drinking from 8 o'clock in the morning to 8 o'clock the next morning. And it was just live bands. The atmosphere was crazy. It was unreal. And then all of a sudden it just died. And I, f- I felt like that took a massive part of Luton. Yeah, it, it did. took a massive part of Luton. The Irish culture was a massive part of Luton. Yeah. Uh, it all ended with me granddad died. Yeah, I think Yeah, I think it was when the Americans started coming over. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, yeah. The mixed-race Americans. <laughs> Such a racist. Oh dear! Thanks a lot, Eileen. How are you finding the uh, American cigar? Do you know what? It was actually really good. It's very decent. Very, very good. It's very decent. To be, I I wasn't expecting it to be that nice. I'll be honest. No, Patriot Cigar Company. I I give you your dues. You make very good cigars. Yeah, you do. Thank you very much. You do. Uh, so yeah, if, you, if you're in the United States, you want some cigars, go to patriotcigars.com, mypatriotcigars.com. Check them out. Very, very decent. I've got a few other questions. A lot of these are more serious questions that people would typically ask me on a, on a, on a, um, cigar night because people don't know that you were going to come on this. No, Christian, th- when a pikey walks in with his hair like that, you got to ask yourself, has I, have I made a mistake? What kind of, st- someone's See, trying to tell Irish jokes against you. Listen, you're not Rory's friend. You can't tell Irish jokes. That's what I do. Jesus fucking Christ. Your racism is... Oh, this is a good one. Sorry, I wanted to cover this. Top G Netherland. There's a Dutch politician called Thierry Badeau, or Baudet, or Baudet, I don't know how to pronounce it, who defended you and your brother and confronted the Prime Minister. Have you seen it? And do you have a message for him? Yes, I have seen it, in fact. And I would like you, if you do know him, to tell him that when I was in prison, I saw his defense of me on television. It made the Romanian news. Was that the guy everyone said was the Dutch Prime Minister, but he wasn't? No, yeah, it was yeah, a Dutch no, politician. You know it was, it was a Dutch politician. Was actually, his, a Dutch politician that's yeah. right. His speech was very good. It, it was, was very, very good. good. Um, yeah. And he made some very valid points. So I do appreciate everyone who's come to my defense. Um, when I was in jail, the people who came to my defense that made it onto Romanian national TV are people who made my day. So Tucker Carlson, obviously, I saw him. I saw Michael Francesi, you know that mafia guy, ex-mafia yeah, boss. I remember the ex-mafia boss, yeah. yeah. He, was on Roma- he made it to Romanian TV. You know who else made it to Romanian TV? Eddie Griffin, the American comedian. No way. Eddie Griffin was on Romanian television, a clip of him going, yeah, man, that Andrew Tate is a problem. I like him a lot. That's the problem. And he was on television. I laughed all day. Yeah. I want to give a shout-out to the makers of South Park, who completely ripped my brother a new one. What on did one they call Andrew on South Park? What did Alfonso Finescu. And it was the Romanian sex trafficker. And it was hilarious. Like, people get self-barked and they get butthurt about it. Like, I heard Tom Cruise tried to sue them. And people, I was like... I watched that episode and I pissed myself. I was in jail and I heard that Andrew got self-barked. I didn't even see it from within the prison walls. And I was happy for a week. So, was it? Uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Yeah, God bless you, man. My, my little brother was my the first one to tell me about that episode. And I had to watch it. And I thought, what? I feel no like way. you could have ripped him harder, though. 
Really? Yeah. You let yeah. him get away with. I mean, like you could have ripped him a lot harder. Called him by his actual name. Yeah. You know, they could. I think they could have done better with the name. I think they tr- they tried to troll him a bit with the name. Yeah. But I think they should have just kept his real name. But and- no amount of trolling us could make us could make us upset. I'm such a South Park fan, and South Park are very very smart. The makers of South Park have nailed so many real world issues. Do you remember 17, 18 years ago, the episodes about Mrs. Garrison? Yeah. You better call me a real woman. <laughs> and it's just like, but isn't that funny how yeah. they predicted or, or, or Kyle's dad wanted to be trans species and everyone laughed like it was a big joke. South Park's crazy. And now you have those people. So it's South Park, I believe, is written by, by true intellectual true intellectual titans write and produce South Park. They must do because they've done an exceptionally good job of predicting the future. So if you want to rip Andrew more, I could help you out. I could tell you his secrets. I could tell you things that might annoy him. We can really get him. So just slide into my South Park studios, get into my Twitter DMs, and let's give Andrew a South Park episode that he never recovers from. I must say that when people rip us online, yeah. they don't understand that they're not offending us. We actually find that hilarious. Yeah, we, we sit around laughing. The more it. accurate it is, the funnier it is. Yeah. And we don't get hurt by it. In fact, our, most of our sense of humor is based on ripping the shit out of each other every day. Exactly. So I don't understand why people try and troll us because we find it hilarious. <laughs> No, I think that when you're comfortable in who yourself and you know who you are. I mean, I get trolled every day. People call me a human trafficker and a sex trafficker every day. Now, I'm just like, someone posted a photo of a jail cell earlier. I had a single bed and a bunch of, you know, a tiny little jail cell. This this is where you're ending up, mate. And I was like, what? One per room, one bed per room? I bloody wish. You haven't seen them of Romanian jails. I just got out of Romanian jail. One of my own friends the other day made a reel of me. And I'm standing in a McDonald's. I'll be honest, I let, I let myself go a bit because I wasn't training and stuff. You know, I put on a bit of a bit of weight. So what? Now I'm getting more and more in shape every day being here. Um, been trained by Alex, funny enough, and Amir. Yep. Uh, so what I will say is... Find him inside the real one world. One of my own friends made a reel, and I'm going to share it on Twitter. And the reel says, uh, it's a David Attenborough over, uh, voiceover. And in the voiceover, <laughs> it calls me the biggest animal to ever grace the planet, a blue whale, at 200 tons and 300 feet, and they show the dimensions of my body in the video. Nice. And I laughed and laughed and laughed, you know, like, so yeah. that's just my sense of humor. I love ripping the shit out of myself. It's you funny. know, I, I want to talk about, about bullying, actually, a little bit then, because I think this is quite a good topic to get onto. You can't I believe me. that men should bully each other, and boys should bully each other, and I feel like the roots of bullying, when people say, um, oh, this kid is getting bullied, or this boy is getting bullied. If I were the parents of a boy who is getting bullied, I would actually look into why. For example, if I had a very fat, obese son, and I was sending him to school, and he was coming home saying, I'm being bullied, I'd be like, well, you're fat. I mean, he is fat. I have a word with his mom. He's fat. Let's make him lose weight. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, if you're fat, is. you're fat, and you deserve to be called fat. Go and lose weight. Yeah. And it, with, it's with, really not that difficult. Yeah, with kids- I'd rather be called fat than lied to and told, like, you know, I'm in shape. So I, I don't get why people take offense to the truth because the truth is the truth and you can't hide from it. Yeah. You know, Rory, you're an ugly cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Oh, there's a few you know, a lot of people have asked me a lot of good questions. What do I think about Robert F. Kennedy Jr., etc.? These are questions for when I'm not with Rory, I think. These are questions for when I'm not with Rory because they are uh 
yeah, they're just uh, serious topics that I could discuss on another cigar night. So we're going to finish up in the next five minutes. I'm going to get through a few super chats. Thank God, I don't want to speak to you for much longer. Oh, good. I'm going to fucking block you and kick you out of my house when this is done. <laughs> when are the DNG comics coming out? Now? They're out. They're out. They, I, I got yeah. my I got my first copy today. I got a signed copy. Yeah, one of the first twenty. I think Andrew is Andrew doing a competition pool for the for the first twenty, and yeah. I think he signed them today. Right? Yeah, he did. He signed them, so you can get them. The artwork on the DNG comics is unreal. So if you could get your hands on one. Get one because honestly, I think they're going to be limited edition, and the quality yeah. of them. I've I got mine today, absolutely unreal. And yeah, I know the creators of the DNG comics, and I want to say hats off to you guys. You've done a fantastic job. Who's kickboxing guy in your comment section on IG? Hi from the Netherlands. Um, I don't have IG. I do not have Instagram. There are some very good fan accounts around. Uh, none of them are run by me. I do not have an Instagram account. Uh, the fan accounts, you know, they're 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 good. They're run by good people. You know, they 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 keep my face out there. God bless them. Uh, nothing wrong with them, but I don't have one, so do not message me on Instagram. I heard you love Trailer Park Boys. You ever seen Trailer Park Boys? Trailer Park Boys, yeah, it's fun. Trailer Park Boys is epic. But here's the thing about Trailer Park Boys. Someone's asking me what, what my favorite episode is, Fugium with the $10 super chat. Trailer Park Boys is – it reminds me – there's a man in the pool eating pizza and burping. Yeah, okay, we get it. Yeah, it's like the oldest one in the book. I yeah. swear to God, someone actually sent me a Domino's the other week to the pub where I was drinking in England. They sent me a Domino's. So I don't know where, why they got wind of where I was or whatever. They, I think I posted a story somewhere, and next thing, a load of Domino's turned up. Yeah. I don't actually eat a lot of Domino's. I ate Domino's because it was convenient, it was locked down, and there was nothing else to do. Now we have chefs. Now so there's no need. We have chefs, and you know, yeah, we're free yeah. to go anywhere. So. so what I would say about Trailer Park Boys is, here's what I love about Trailer Park Boys. Do you remember being completely flat broke? Yeah. We always had new ideas to make money. Yeah. Some of yours I never wanted to partake in. And I'll, let's just We're not allowed to that. talk about that. We're not allowed to talk about that. Let's just say, if I ever had any friends back in the day who suggested to me that I break the law, I was boring. I said no. I never did. I never broke the law either. <laughs> but apparently I didn't start human trafficking when I was 33 and already worth $100 million. That's a crazy story. But um, Trailer Park Boys is awesome because they're broke. They're at rock bottom. They're a bunch of bums. They have no money, but they've always got each other's backs. That's right. They're good friends who always have each other's backs. And the ideas of sticking behind your friends, supporting your friends' ideas, going out and having fun with your friends, even though you haven't got any money in the bank. I watched Trader Park Boys, and it reminds me of us growing up. Bro, and you're so right. That's you're why it's such right. a good show. Yeah. I think it preaches amazing masculine male values of friendship and, and perseverance that a lot of people could learn from if you just look past the dumb, the dumb shit of it. Yeah, it's it's important to have your boys' backs completely, and and that's the most of it. Like I've I've had boys who said they have my back and they didn't have my back at all. Yeah, but I'll be honest. Every time that I've ever been in trouble growing up, you and Andrew have always been there to have my back, and I will honestly, I thank you for that, Tristan. And I've got your um, back, bro. I always, that. I know that, and you know, I'm I'm grateful to be here. Yeah, and you know, the minute you're out of jail. I tried to get to you by train because my passport was expired, and somehow I managed to get to France. Well, the, fir the first yeah, month, so I, I wasn't allowed vi uh, unapproved visitors. No, so you, so you, I, I was turned around at the Austrian border. It was, it was an epic journey, and I won't go into that now because we haven't yeah. got time, but we'll cover that another day. Yep, but, well, uh, that's yeah. the cigar finishing up. So, um, I'm Tristan Tate. You all know me, of course. That's why you're watching this podcast. I'm always uh, in it. it uh, I'm, I'm going to give you a second to, to plug where you're from and where they could find you. I have a... Um, if you want to join the real world, I would advise looking into the health and fitness side of it. Go to uh, Alex Stanchu's um, Alex Stanchu's Twitter account, which is, of course, uh, I'm going to post it in a second. Alex S T A official. Alex with an X S T A official. Go to his uh, Twitter account. 
look at all the information he has on the new health and fitness side of the real world, which is new, which a lot of people, you people don't know about. And then uh, you can uh, join from there. Rory, do you want to tell these guys where they could find you, where they could sort of watch what you're doing, where they can Guys, you can you? find me on Instagram at High Prospects, or you can find me on Twitter at Raw Sins, R-O-R-S-Y-N-S. Um, you know, I, I tweet daily. I don't post, post much on Instagram unless it's a very good post. I mean, I posted the other day with uh, Tucker Carlson. Yeah, awesome guy. Absolute legend. I, I, the most, one of the most base guys I've ever met, which was strange because I forgot he was here. And yeah, I think <laughs> save some, that story. We'll save that story. But Tucker Carlson <laughs> is honestly, I, I, I was listening to him. I was taking in things he was saying. He's a very intelligent man, and I was very impressed by the things he had to say. So yeah, yeah. thanks guys for uh, listening tonight. And yeah, thanks for joining us. And me and you are off for another few Guinnesses. For another few Guinnesses.